0: And we're back, episode two of the Weekly Tech Wrap Up. And there's been a lot of things that have happened in the last week, right Yasin? In the last hour, <laughs> things are just happening, guys.
1: It's very up to, we, we have to stay up to, up to date, up to stand, no, up to date, we have to date with our stuff. You can hear yeah, I'm very excited to speak, sorry guys. We got
0: <laughs> Yeah, he just, he just got the new software update and now, you know, he's still settling in, so, yeah. um, but let's jump straight into it, actually. So, last time we spoke, we were talking about all sorts of fun and exciting things, and then literally after the podcast gets published, there's news not break about Twitter and all the stuff that they're doing, which is a lot, actually. Um, They're even doing these things called super follows. So, you know, clearly Yassine is the more interesting person (laughs) here. Yassine would then potentially have the option of being able to charge people to read these tweets or something like that i'm just like wait explain to me how the super follow thing works
1: so it's it's basically only fans but for twitter and they went to the name <laughs> super follow and like super follow sounds like the first couple of years of facebook so i feel like anything super on social media they must stop that like i it just irritated me when i saw the name already i was like if they went with only two i would have appreciated it more um but yeah i just i don't know if twitter is the space for i i feel like they should rather have like you can't charge not you can charge but I, I get what they're going for because they need content creators on twitter to make money so that they'll stay there because what's happening is that people are using twitter as a launch to other platforms and so twitter is really just trying to keep it all in one space but twitter's culture i don't know if it is a paying for tweets culture so i think when people like content creators are really gonna have to step up the game to go what are you gonna offer that's worth my money um and then the other thing is i hope that they have um they, they allow that other countries have different. You you can choose how much you want people to pay, because if we're going uh, according to like American st- or American like dollar standards, then someone paying five dollars a month for you is a lot of money. Like, what's five? What's five dollars now in brands?
0: Um, I'll have to check. Let me Google this quickly.
1: But you know, do you know what I mean, though? Like I go like $5 in the States might just be $5, but yeah, it's actually quite a bit of money. So I think um, that's something that I hope they, they address. Um, and then also just like, yeah, what are they giving? It's not the content that they're giving. I want to know what are they going to offer us as someone that is going to, let's say, have
0: super followers what this
1: this sounds stupid guys super followers
0: it sounds like super saiyan but like the early levels
1: yeah it just sounds like early li- guys I'm, I'm not buying into it also because I like I'm on social media because things are free like I enjoy twitter because it's free and also, I blame the people on Twitter for this because how many times have you seen a <laughs> funny tweet and then people go, "Ah, this app is free. How is this app free?" Now you see, this is what happens when you talk shit into the world. People listen. <laughs>
0: um. So to answer your earlier question, five dollars is about seventy-five rand, give or take. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. You um, know what I mean? and imagine saying like, that It's every still month. money.
1: It's it's you. Co- it's still like money. So I just go. I don't yeah i i I hope that they they have different standards for us whether they have to the states and i also i i don't know who's gonna pay for content like will you will you pay for content on twitter
0: on twitter yeah, because it's the same question you have like what are they gonna offer that like here's what i can't understand right is on YouTube, they do, you know, some of the YouTubers do this thing where you can sort of join, um, pay a monthly fee. So you get the videos for free, you can pay a monthly fee, you get bonus content, and that they get to decide what that bonus content is. could be stickers, it could be wallpapers, it could be extra videos, it could be Q&As. What are they going to do on Twitter? Because Twitter has got limitations on the character count, it's got limitations on the length of the video. You, you know, Twitter's not the place you go to for video. It's yeah. the place you go to what's the joke that always goes around you know if you say something like oh i prefer mangoes to oranges then there's going to be someone oh but you didn't mention grapefruit and pineapple and you didn't mention this like that's that's twitter like how is this going to work because why then would i not subscribe to someone's newsletter go to their website yeah. you know support them on patreon anywhere else why, why twitter that's what i think. And, and twitter also has a,
1: a, screenshot, a screenshot culture and I just go, yo, guys, if I'm going to put out content, it's paid for content on Twitter. Who's to say that that's not going to move online? because, you know, it's a thing of like as a comic, sometimes I'll say stuff that might be edgy. But in terms of like, you need to wait till the end so that I can justify the things that I've said. But like, if someone only takes the first line, then I'm screwed. So it's the same thing of why a lot of comics don't put content out online, because people have a comment section and they always want to tell you shit so now I go on Twitter if I go if people are paying for this stuff and I say like other things I'm not not being like edgy but you know what I mean that thing of like are they is it going to leak to the internet if I say things that people can take out of context does it make sense
0: no it does but that's I think i don't think that's just a twitter concern i think that's just a concern with the internet in general that's a whole other discussion yeah but um listen yeah Let's, yeah that's a whole other thing i'm tackling <laughs> on my other podcast but anyway um twitter did actually release screenshots of what they envision um super follow would sort of look like so you could get things like a supporter badge but then if i'm following like say seven people how many supporter like okay anyway um <laughs> <laughs> you know but then it's (laughs) subscriber only newsletters and i kind of get that because they do review by twitter which is their newsletter thing which actually i am using um exclusive content i don't know what type of exclusive content this could be and then they say deals and discounts so that would obviously apply Mm -hmm. to brands or you know like a take a lot of a shop right or pick and pay or whatever. because we know Wilbur's is not going to give you a discount. <laughs> and then community access. Like, how are you creating a community on Would that then be a community that is like Twitter spaces? Like, Or oh, is it the list? Is I it, don't know. Is it a damn list that, that
1: everyone can see? Because I was trying to make sense of the communities as well. Because they were saying it's like going to be like Facebook groups. then I'm just like, yo, guys, that's a, yeah, those are like private timelines that they're trying to basically make on the site. Um look, if it comes to businesses, it makes sense to have um paid, paid um like uh, super followers, right? Because if you think of like a newspaper, if a newspaper was to say, yo, it's twenty rand a month and then you know what I mean, like you, you basically can get all the articles and you get like this the, the I'll say uh, you get the, the news. Then I might even consider that because I also know newspapers are shitting themselves at the moment. So because I, I know News24 yeah. have they they have like a a premium subscription now where you can get like all the articles and opinion pieces. Okay, I'm but still, seriously, why? Who? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm there. But maybe for Twitter, if it's cheap enough, I don't know. Uh, that stuff we'll still see. But I just. I don't know, like the communities thing where they're like, oh, it's you. Basically, everybody can put in content at the same. Is that not a subreddit?
0: <laughs> you saw my tweet the other day about this whole topic where I was concerned, obviously, what type of content are you going to put out for, you know, these super followers. But my bigger question is, or my biggest statement was, we're getting to the point of subscription fatigue because these are essentially subscriptions so yeah. you're already paying for things like Showmax, netflix you know um you're paying for apple music or spotify or youtube music youtube yeah. premium um some people are subscribed to only fans some people are subscribed to patreon some people have joined you know on on youtube with their favorite content creators, so they're paying that now you want people to pay for this as well i get supporting content creators i am a content creator so are you Mm -hmm. you know we need the support i don't think that this is the best way to do it what we need is an overarching thing where you don't have to pay all these multiple subscriptions every month because it becomes exhausting it's the same problem that people are having right now maybe not in south africa but overseas yeah you know where there's too many subscription services for video yeah it's just too many and you can't
1: And then i also think like with regard to content creators i i just i just feel like twitter isn't the space that that's my thing i go if you if that's your thing then yeah i don't i don't think this is a smart move for twitter but again who am i they i'm sure they have people doing research in the back but i feel like if you are someone that creates content then maybe patreon or OnlyFans is a better place for you than twitter yeah that oh that, that that's my piece on that there's other places where money must go and it's not twitter
0: yeah i think twitter is unfortunately it had all the potential when it came out it still has obviously tons of potential but i think it's a company that's struggling to figure out its identity right now yeah. and i think part of that is because they do not have a full-time ceo i mean jack Dorsey, who is ceo of twitter is only their part of the time he spends more of the time by his other company called Square, you know, so or Stripe, or I don't know, it's something with an S, and it's got also, something to look should payments. you be That's able to about. be a CEO of more than one company? I don't think so.
1: I, I just feel like a Twitter like, a, a company like Twitter should have one person that does that job, and then like you can't part time on this thing, yeah. it's Twitter, guys. Like it's also that no, again, that thing of I, too many, too many, com- it feels like too many oh, online companies are trying to be more than they're trying to be like a base for all the things like like what Facebook has like Marketplace all these other things while it does work it just feels like it's too much in one space like just be what you like yeah just focus just be Twitter find something Twitter. focus on it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And enhance well, go, that go make a other app that basically they must do what Facebook WhatsApp and Instagram are Twitter must go make a mm-hmm. other thing that is linked to their thing but don't 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 shit on my timeline with we'll do other things
0: okay <laughs> this is a good segue to the next topic which is actually also twitter um so with them making other apps or products they used to do meerkat which i don't think anyone remembers anymore uh periscope i just got a notification this morning you know that they're getting of the periscope essentially um which we knew was gonna happen but you, now what you they're mean also it, you doing mean it wasn't gone <laughs> <laughs> like it was there but it was it's like with Google and like Google what's it what was that um social media space that tried to to um they, they, you know they, no one they, can remember but they, you know what I'm talking so about so
1: many of of Google's attempts to be a social media platform again they must just know we go there to go get information don't try to show me like uh, other people in your area stop that nonsense anyway carry on
0: (laughs) (laughs) listen that's what tinder and the other things do but anyway um but yeah twitter is doing twitter spaces which is not a separate app but exists within the twitter app itself and the reason we're talking about this is because well one last week we spoke about clubhouse which is actually really cool because i'm on it so thank you very much um and then was in the last 24 hours, so by the time people listen to this, by the time this airs, it'll be within the last 48 hours, they've slowly started pushing Twitter Spaces out to Android users because it's been I- iOS only since like October, November last year when it launched. And weirdly enough, I was sitting there minding my own business, checked my my Twitter, nothing. Someone tweeted me, oh, I got a like or something, checked it again. And then all of a sudden I had Twitter Spaces and I was like, wait, what just happened? No updates, no nothing. But Twitter Spaces is a thing. It's slowly rolling out to Android. they still in beta testing but it's a thing, it exists. And it's it's interesting because a lot of people feel that Twitter Spaces is gonna get better traction because they're pivoting to Android faster than clubhouses.
1: is mm. Yeah, I think in the I'm race- not sure if you ever <laughs> no, it, checked it,
0: any of these out. I, I saw I saw the
1: Twitter Spaces thing and I saw a lot of you I saw this week was just popping. There's been a few, um a few people I've seen gone live and like yeah people are enjoying the the i've seen a lot of good feedback from those who have been going live and i think because they've got the android they might dominate it faster than um clubhouse which i also think is it might be a good thing and it might be a bad thing because they're gonna dominate but i also know that they're not gonna miss around i feel like clubhouse might get it wrong to some extent um yeah i it's it's just that thing of going again guys, what is your thing? Go stick to your thing and keep it there. Don't don't come here with this other hooters. Twitter must just make Twitter and that's all they must do. Better infrastructure that, yeah.
0: <laughs> well it's interesting because yeah, on i like one of I'm the spaces... Rambling,
1: I'm rambling today, but I'm I'm just angry. That's that's the, the main thing. <laughs>
0: But that's fine. That works. B and what, What's a Jay-Z and Kanye West said? It's controversial. <laughs> so, you know, oh, do that. <laughs> exactly. Um, But I was actually checking out Spaces last night and someone asked that very question. She was like, you know, I'm on Clubhouse. I'm also on Spaces. Do you think that they're the same thing? Do you think there's any sort of similarity? What differentiates Twitter Spaces from Clubhouse? Mm. And one of the guys from Twitter who's obviously been working on Clubhouse was on there. And he was like, I don't think you should compare the two. I don't think we're anything alike. And I'm like, you're both audio-only <laughs> platforms <laughs> with similar designs. Um... <laughs> okay you know and of course they would say that because they don't want to be compared to clubhouse yep. um clubhouse since the last time we've spoken has got over 10 million downloads Dang. still ios only and i actually shared a screenshot just of the layout of clubhouse with a friend of mine um who is also ios only it was iphone user so i invited him and he doesn't have access to spaces yet so i sent him a screenshot of what spaces looks like and they look very similar spaces, users, um, the circular sort of icons like Twitter is using now for your profile pictures and for what's it, Twitter re- Reels or whatever. I don't use that thing. Fleets. Um, whatever. I don't care. I don't use it. <laughs> it's a thing that just, dist- why is it there anyway? Um, yeah. Yeah, they just want to be like WhatsApp and everybody else. But then Clubhouse has got that sort of rounded square thing that, you know, Apple loves so much. And I think theirs is laid out a little bit better. Um, I do think that if they successfully pivot to Android, they potentially do have the chance to get the market. But my question then is, is this a case of quantity over quality? Because, like you said, Clubhouse has singular focus. They have all the potential to get it wrong but they have i think more potential to get it right yeah. where twitter is trying to do too many things all at the same time
1: yeah i def- i definitely think that is a thing where clubhouse it's clubhouse's thing they're gonna focus and they're gonna make sure it's right it's the reason i'm pretty sure it's the reason they're not on android yet is because they're trying to perfect it so that when, it, when we do get it we don't get the beta we get like yo this app works which i actually can appreciate but it feels like with twitter they they're chasing too many things and again like you said uh, like they, they, they're not focusing in the in the all the ceos so i don't know yet they must just keep they must just give me to the 280 characters and that's all that i need
0: i didn't swear guys
1: i'm just yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not like we didn't already on the show, so I don't actually think anyone cares if they do. Um, well, yeah, it sounds like a them problem, not a me problem. Um, yes, that is my favorite saying at the moment. Um, yeah, t- I don't know. Twitter spaces, I find interesting. I love all these audio sort of platforms, obviously, you know, on a podcast, of course, mm-hmm. I would say this. And everyone who knows me knows I love to talk. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I'd say that. I think it's interesting. I'm very curious to see how it's going to work out. Um, again, I think there's lots of potential. I think Twitter needs some focus. I'm not saying don't do these things. I'm saying make sure that all of your core things are working efficiently. Like when are we going to get an edit button Twitter? Like it would be nice to fix typos. No,
1: no, we must delete tweets and redo it. I don't want a typo. I don't want an edit button because these. because now I'm going to retweet your tweet that says oh hi i'm at the mountain right so now you go edit it and then it's my
0: tweet would never say that
1: okay it's it's an example oh hi guys i'm at the mountain there brandon tweets but there's a typo but there's no typo but i retweeted because i go yo it's good that you're at the mountain retweet then you go edit the thing now it says i hate and i kick dogs all the day now I'm just like I didn't retweet that. I retweeted the mountain <laughs> thing. But no, it tweeted that. Twitter cannot as a as a concept cannot get the edit button. Because I just go this too many times. I say I say yes by retweeting a thing. And now if I go, that person can change their words. Like they like someone can go. Oh, oh I love dogs, and then they edit it and he goes, Oh, I hate dogs. Now now am I retweeting hater and dogs? No, guys. Twitter, the, Twitter fights it all the time. if the, the people of Twitter once edit, we don't deserve the edit, guys. We're too irresponsible. Sorry. <laughs> again, we angry. That's a fair <laughs>
0: statement. No, but that's a fair statement. But then, how do you feel about the ability to edit posts on Facebook? Um, because you could you could share post on Facebook and, then, and someone could change it afterwards. Again, but the
1: problem with with Facebook and Instagram is that they they will somehow like demote your, your your post because you edited it so that's the thing you must just delete again they both actually prefer when you just delete the thing and then re-upload because I, like from what i've i've, I've heard and from the research a lot of people go once you once you edit your post then they like they are demoted not demoted but they don't give it as much sight as as what the initial post would have gotten and, and if it's okay. a typo and, and someone can understand you, leave it. That's the other thing. If you say, if you want to spell can, but you spell it akin, it's fine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say it because I've done it just today. It's fine. We might also live with uh, a, a typo. But if it's a wrong word, yeah, just delete it.
0: Yeah, my friends all know me. Like, they'll, they'll message me. And I know what they're saying, but I'm like, yeah, but you made a typo they like yeah but you know it's like yes no I know but you made a typo <laughs> like let me show you what it should actually be like why are you doing this to me and they're like can't you just let it go I was like have you made me no obviously I can't
1: <laughs> you that person on Facebook doesn't even care about the post you just need to tell me that I spelled it wrong the word is reconnaissance so I mean reconnaissance
0: is the, the word <laughs> okay but, yeah but now you're not pronouncing it correctly okay so I'll have to teach I, you how to enunciate
1: I'm pronouncing it how I would spell it
0: <laughs> yeah you see i wonder sometimes why i actually have any friends because like yeah (laughs) anyway um moving on to still social media but a very weird and different social media app which again is ios only like this is starting to become a trend that i'm not loving dispo d-i-s-p as in papa bites i don't know um (laughs) or pancakes um d-i-s-p-o it's short for disposable camera um it's actually backed by uh david dobrik david dobrik the youtuber a very very famous youtuber it's a weird little app i've got it it's again invitation only and it's more difficult to find is it is it ios only ios only invitation only and it's more difficult to get an invitation to that than it is to get an invitation to clubhouse which is stupid because this app i I don't understand this app i'm actually going to just read an extract from an article talking about it because i just don't know how else to describe it so this article says inspired by nostalgia for analog film cameras Dispo does not allow you to cut photos, edit them, or add filters, stickers, text, etc. What's more, they cannot even be published instantly or whenever the user likes, but they are revealed. Um, 9 o'clock to the next or 9 a.m. the next day. For this reason, you know, it's the anti Instagram social network. So when you see the photos, you know, once they're re- revealed, you can't add a caption, you can't do anything. It's literally just that that's it there's no edits allowed there's no filters it's just a photo
1: and yeah so here's the thing right there was a time I think like two years ago that I rolled like that where I would shoot and then only look at my photos two days later and I would just take blind shots like I would like hold my 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 hand over the screen just to take the photo and then but I would edit and obviously uh, make it, I'll say, it, yeah, get the lighting and stuff right. But I wouldn't like add filters or stuff. But I fully understand the concept, not regarding the nostalgia. Like for me, nostalgia is dumb. Like we've moved on as people. But I do believe in like capturing the moment, but also living in the moment. It sounds so cheesy to say these terms. Oh. But I genuinely think it it's something that could work because uh, just because you're shooting blank, like you just go, I don't know what this will look like afterward. It's exciting. Like I, I did the review on the, um, on the the Fuji Instax, and it was a thrill mm. to shoot and go, I
0: don't know what this will look like. Let me wait. Well, I mean, I, I, I get you, but with the instax in all fairness you do have the ability to you know add filters you could also just choose a picture straight from your camera roll that you like and then you know send that through and have that printed out you know this is even more back to basics than anything else which is apparently you know what david dobrik um, is saying is the whole point of it like he when he spoke to the new york times can you believe it about this thing um he said that he purposefully limited the options because he wants to bring the user closer to the experience of using a disposable camera. And, like, here's, here's a quote from him. You know, when I used to go to parties with my friends, they had disposable cameras all over the house and they invited people to take pictures at night. I mean, I've never been to a party like that, but okay. <laughs> um, in the morning, they would pick up all the cameras, look back at the footage and say, what happened last night? This sounds like that Kesha song should be playing in the background now, but okay. <laughs> um <laughs> but it's like i i get the idea and i think over the last few years you've seen you know like celebrities or on these shows where it's like oh at our wedding we didn't allow phones but we had disposable cameras Hmm. i kind of get the idea but is this just like a novelty nostalgia thing that's gonna last for say two three years and then the bubble's gonna burst or are we gonna see something sort of grow out of this because did you see what the valuation of this app is it's now valued According to Axios, it's valued at about two hundred million dollars. Damn, damn. You see, yeah. when, I, when I hear
1: numbers like that, it makes me go, maybe I should just do crime, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so become a politician.
1: Yeah. Either way, <laughs> like I want to come up with an app that's gonna get that traction on the on the damn thing, but it's no. But the thing of I think. It's a, you know what it is? Firstly, it requires a different person. It requires a different mindset to what Instagram is. So it's a thing of people need to see it as it's not Instagram. And it's not, it's like a different, because you're definitely going to live in a moment where you're going to shoot the whole night. You're going to have fun with everyone. You're going to take your photos and then only everybody gets to see it the next day. It's like thunder.com and uh, those views. But it's... Wow, I remember that. Yeah, but it's a thing of, it's... I, I like the magic of not knowing and shooting blind is, is is fun. It's like shooting with film where you can you can prep it, but you only get one shot, to quote Eminem. But at the same time, <laughs> it's just... I don't know, yeah. I, I, I think digital cameras have, have spoiled... Or phone cameras have spoiled us to go, we get to relive the moment right now. And you go, oh, look how young we were. I took that photo 20 seconds ago. And I, yeah, I... Something about me just likes this thing. I, I don't ask me what it is. It's just I think it. it I think it's gonna be a jam. I as soon as it, as soon as I, I have uh, access to it, I will be getting the app.
0: Well, if you had an iOS device, I would totally give you an invitation. But sorry, um, um, we'll steal a iPhone somewhere. <laughs> or, you know, just get an iPad. You don't have to go that extreme. <laughs> oh, an i iPod Touch. You know that thing that apparently still exists at the iStore. But this, this um, st- like, can you still put apps on that thing? Like, isn't like, iPod Touch um, is basically an iPhone without the phone call ability. It's that it does everything else, so it still works on iOS. So it will work.
1: Hmm. Maybe no, actually no. It's, I'm not. Yeah.
0: I'm not that desperate. <laughs> no, don't don't be. I, I think this whole thing with this bow is very interesting because it kind of harkens back to what we just said a few minutes ago. I think singular focus is one of the things that's helping this because... That's what Clubhouse is doing. That's what Twitter is not doing. That's what an app like TikTok is doing. They're focusing on short form video, whereas Instagram is like, huh, we're going to do a short form video. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do photos. But first, you know, we wanted very organic photos. Now we're hunting things that look better and blah. Like, there's been a massive shift. And a while back, I think like last year, I said, it's all good and well we have all of these apps and platforms and devices that are all these multi-purpose tools you know do everything under the sun but do we not need to move back to a time where a device focused or an app focused on one thing did that one thing well do we need products that do everything and do it kind of okay but not as good as it could be if it was I don't know, it's like you said, smartphone cameras versus, say, a mirrorless camera with DSLR camera. You can buy a super cheap DSLR camera for a lot less than a phone. And you can arguably still get better image quality with that cheapy DSLR than you could get with, you know, your iPhone or your Samsung or your Huawei or whatever. Mm.
1: The, even so last night at the show, uh, I, I did a show at the Amshith Theatre in OBS. And one of the, there was a lady in the crowd who had a digital camera like a you know like a classic sony point and click with the screen there and like and i asked her like why do you like do you not have a phone that can do this thing like why do you have this camera and she said a boyfriend bought it for, for her birthday and i was like what a shit boyfriend like buy a better phone or like just don't buy a <laughs> like because in my mind i'm going this lady muscle plug in a camera into a into a computer so that she can send it to a phone where she can upload it and i was like this boyfriend doesn't care about you (laughs) like it's again like we are too yeah we we, if there is something that works go use that thing that works don't go find other like this that's why i hate nostalgia because i feel like people think it's cool to do like old things no guys yeah we, we don't make a fire every time we want to warm our food we use a microwave please get to the <laughs> times <laughs>
0: yes but a microwave has a singular purpose
1: and that's why it works no one's putting stories on a exactly. microwave that's why <laughs>
0: please listen <stop> the- <laughs> don't 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 even start that because you know in the us amazon has an amazon basics microwave so basics is their own sort of range of stuff that they make almost like pick and pay on an brand um But this one microwave that they got is Alexa enabled. So you speak to it and you're like, hey, Alexa, um, reheat this pasta for 30 seconds. And I was like, why do you need Alexa on a microwave? Or Samsung with their fridge, it's got, you know, what I call basically a tablet built in. So you can watch stuff while you're in the kitchen. Why would I want to stand in front of my fridge and watch CNN or, I don't know, Cartoon Network?
1: Yeah, I, I... I could understand why someone would use it, but it's not a thing for me. I also saw the video of the guy trying to do it. I think it was one of the CEOs was trying and the thing was failing him. And it was amusing because every time it asked, oh, do I need to do the washing? Then there was just no replies. Like the thing was not plugged in. It felt that cold in the room.
0: Yeah, but you see, that's that's the thing. I mean, I'm all for a connected world, if it makes sense. I think a lot of times people are just doing things because, oh, this seems cool. Let's do this hype thing. And it's like, I feel like the more we're embracing technology, the more technology is actually starting to sort of, I would say, almost sort of go backwards a little bit in the sense of it's bringing us digital versions of things we loved, you know, sort of in the before times. So samsung z flip for example yeah we used to have flip phones before now we just have one with folding glass which is amazing but i mean it's still kind of something we've seen the glass part is the the really cool part but anyway you know it's all of these things like dispo is bringing back the disposable camera which in 2021 you would not have thought was a thing um clubhouse and twitter spaces is arguably almost like talk radio yeah, A lot of people have compared it to that. Um, I mentioned previously, Mark Cuban's got a, a live podcast app coming out later this year that he's invested in, which definitely is, you know, for creative. Like, technology is bringing back things we used to love growing up.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of... we. we so, it, everybody, it also feels like everybody's going back to the first forms of social media. What Facebook was. Because Facebook was just, yo, I took a photo, I put the photo on. And that, that, I think, is, is what uh, uh, Dispo will, will essentially become of, like, I took a photo, it goes up. That's it. Um, it's going to, might lean for, for some, uh, not say for work photos, but I feel like uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's other things that
0: might pop up yeah i think if we keep on talking about this we'll just be going out in circles probably sound like those those old people back in my day this is what we used to do now you you young kids are coming with your new fact. yeah we're not gonna go down that road let's talk about something new and exciting that's not even out yet android 12 um i think some people probably don't even have android 11 yet but okay
1: (laughs) donate on the means we must still be updated. that's
0: not their fault It's it's the OEMs, the originally equipment manufacturers, the people who make your phones. It's the Samsungs, the Huawei's, the Nokias, the who also be buying Android phones LG. from the Xiaomi's. Oh, them, yeah, I remember them. Um, but yeah, Android twelve. So Android twelve is not out yet. There is a developer version that's been floating around. Official developer version. People have been trying it out, and there are some changes coming um android authority has got a great little article that sums up everything so if you actually want to go check all of that out you can just head to android authority and it will develop a preview hands-on and they're saying it's lots of little changes so not a big sort of overhaul in design but it's gonna be interesting i mean notification seems to be the biggest change from what i can see um they basically just made it look a little bit more modern but it takes up the same amount of space uh, the layout has changed slightly the font has changed um, I saw. Yeah, I, I saw but,
1: some of the changes on on the Android Authority video, and a lot of the changes also look like it looks like Samsung's user face already. Like it, it the changes are so small. It's changes that I've seen before on other, mm. like I've seen it on other um user faces of other phones, and I think they've just all they've. It feels like 12 just took the best of everybody's thing and was like, yeah, let's just put it together for you. Um, i didn't see it nothing felt super different which is nice but also at the same time sometimes i like i like big change when it comes to those things so it just forces you to deal with it Um, but everything just feels like they made it a little more sleeker and yeah nothing to eat
0: yeah but you see that's the thing the fact that you compared it to samsung is what's so interesting because a lot of what we know as android today when Google makes Android, they work with their partners. So, you know, back in that it was Huawei, they work with Samsung to sort of implement ideas or things that they've used on their uh, skins that they put on top of Android. And be like, oh, this works. Let's do that. So I think that's why a lot of this feels familiar. Um, even the settings page. It's getting a bit of an overhaul. But again, it's like, I've seen this before. Mm. So it's more cosmetic than anything else. And
1: um, um, yeah, n- nothing... Just, just from the small changes i've seen i was like i'm i'm not like impressed but i'm also not disappointed if it makes sense i'm just go yeah that's fine like it's just like it seems it seems like they just changed the theme <laughs> do you know what i mean
0: it yeah i suppose that's actually a good way to to describe it. it does feel like it because it's also the quick settings panel um which is kind of changed but again just in design um i'm trying to figure out what else has actually changed wi-fi sharing is easier because now you can share they've got this nearby feature so it's almost like um airdrop kind of vibes uh from apple where you can share stuff with you know people on the same network or people nearby. buy but, it's but, actually but again, super good
1: while that while that is a new thing i again, i think i've didn't sam doesn't samsung do that already We it's it again it feels like they everything that's new just seems like i've seen it before um but yeah. I'm, I'm not hating on it because i genuinely think they've taken the best of the best and put it together but the the wi-fi sharing looked like a very uh it's a nice thing because when people come to my house for the first time and ask for the wi-fi password i hate explaining the thing i would like to just tell them yo i'll hook you up just keep your phone up it's
0: safe <laughs> yeah no i i like that and but like you said you know they are companies and OEMs that have done this before so Samsung is one of them Um, I know Huawei used to do something um, as well Um, and you get some of the the routers where you can go to someone's house and you can either do like an NFC thing so you can set it up there's like a QR code on the router itself um and then you can set it up so that when they tap the nfc enable phone you know it'll connect them like through a guest network kind of thing mm. which is cool but obviously not every router has that not every device supports that so i think this is great but again it's like we've seen versions of this feature before i think now it just means it rolls out to more devices and it becomes less oem specific and you know less mm. device manufacturer specific and more sort of universal but again that depends on whether, you know, you're able to update to Android 12 and when you get it, because that's always been the big problem with Android.
1: Yeah. What is the expected date of the release? The official? Have they put that out yet?
0: Uh, they have not put that out yet, but usually they release it or at least announce the release date at um, Google I.O., which is their developer conference, which usually happens. Someone's going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's usually towards the middle of the year. So like. I want to say April, May, June ish, somewhere around there. So we should be hearing more about it in the next uh, month or two or three. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's usually that's when they announce it. And then usually it comes out around like oh, August, August, September. Again, I'm speaking from complete memory. It's been a while. I'm just like, oh, here's an update. Because they announce when it's going to come out. It comes out to the Pixel people first. And then the rest of us just sit there and we're like, um, so we can get it this cool. year, next year. <laughs> Listen, here. Yeah. I'm using the S21 Plus with my phone. Samsung's become very good with software updates. I'm hoping that, you know, it's going to continue, but we'll see. Um, I'm looking at this timeline that Android Authority is given, and they say that obviously this is going to depend on platform stability, but you're looking at a release, they say, anywhere from August to potentially end of the year. So, um, yeah, like Android 11... The developer preview came out february 19th 2020 the first beta that people could publicly try was june the 10th of 2020 and the full version came out on september the 8th 2020 as like hey now you can update your phone kind of thing so hopefully somewhere similar in terms of timeline hopefully
1: let's carry on i feel like we've still got more and we've only got 20 minutes to go <laughs>
0: what people love to hear our voices what are you talking I, about no there's more things i want to talk about let's <laughs> roll okay fine let's talk about more things okay let's let's jump into something very short and quick. quickly dji and this new drone that they've got that's got this first person view i saw the picture of the goggles and my first thought was ant-man wants these glasses back, so <laughs> um but yeah there's this new drone. DJI, we know, is arguably world leader in commercially available drones. Uh, they're very good at what they do. But now this new one gives you this pair of goggles, which looks super weird. You need to go look at a picture of this. It's got, like, an antenna almost on, like, the top and bottom of each sort of goggle. Like, which, you know, there's, like, the left and right side of your glasses. So, like, the one covers the one eye. One lens covers the other eye. Yeah, there's, like, a lens. It's not a lens. Like, an antenna that sticks at the top and bottom of each one. It's so weird. But when you fly in the drone you're looking through the goggles so it's almost like you know you're actually seeing it from that vantage point of the drone itself which i think must be very trippy. i haven't tried it out it just looks really cool everyone's been talking about it so i was like look cool
1: look i because i've seen the, i've seen people use the the goggles for um in, with different i'll say different brands um for for the sake of racing and stuff like that because that's also quite a big thing with drone racing so I th- I think it's just DJI going yo we make our own and we make it the best. I think that that that's what um, this goggles uh, system is setting up for. Um, but I also think it's safer. Like I, I feel like I'd have more control because I've had I've controlled the drone like a few times and all the time I've never been I've never felt in control even though I was controlling it. So I think now with with the with the control setup that I have because it's also it as a um, a a controller not necessarily like a a one-hand controller and the goggles that you use so i think that's gonna be a game changer on on how people shoot things as well um but again i i feel like a drone it's for me personally it's too much like i don't need it in my life while i do love and i see people that thrive on those things i just feel like there's too many normal people that have drones in the world
0: which is it? Yeah, it's fair. I I can see the useful for photographers, videographers. I've got lots of friends, you know, in that field. It makes sense for them. Um, I wouldn't mind having one, but again, like unless I'm making some really hectic YouTube videos, what do I need a drone for? Also, it's so windy in Cape Town all the time, <laughs> all the time. But also,
1: they say so, the thing can it can go up to speeds of um, the M model goes up to speeds of eighty miles, eighty seven miles per hour. Which is? Let me just actually do a proper Google of um, it's even miles per hour into um into kilometers. That's one forty. the thing can go at one one forty. Guys, that's fast. No. Then some people golfs out there, and it's embarrassing. No, we do not need. Why must drones go that fast? It's it's again. Sometimes the world is just steps up way too much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a case of... Well, maybe there is a specific use case. We just don't know about it, but I can't see that it's a it's a very big use case. But anyway, moving away from that, but still staying in with this sort of weird mixed reality sort of space, because I think that's what this is kind of bringing. Um, Microsoft Mesh, which is arguably one of the most fascinating things I've heard of in a long time. They actually just announced it um, like within the last 48... Uh, 72 hours and i am fascinated by by mesh they announced it at the ignite the digital ev- uh, digital event conference thing um on tuesday and the way they showed it off is they used the co-founder of cirque du soleil i'm not gonna say this man's name because i'm gonna get it so wrong um but it's he not- appeared at the <laughs> at the microsoft ignite event um via hollow portation using this this microsoft mesh thing you know like the thing you see on star trek and star wars where people just appear like yeah that's what he did that's what mesh does it is next level just blows your mind
1: um i'm just gonna uh, call you out on last week that you gave us for vr because this is essentially vr is the step into mesh while i know you like you're not into vr and it's not your thing but you need to recognize that it's the step to the next thing, and the next thing that it's stepped into is me. No, as a concept. No, as a concept.
0: No, because no, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna put my foot down. Now. <laughs> because what did I say last time was I understand that some people like VR. I get it. But last time I said, something like Microsoft's HoloLens, where you can still see the world around you and these other things, makes more sense to me. That's what Mesh builds on. It builds on HoloLens. So you're not isolating yourself. You can still see, you know, let's say we were doing this via this this Microsoft Mesh holoportation thing. I could still see, you know, the room around me. I could still see if the courier is going to come with my parcel that I've been waiting for the last two days for. Um, You know, I could see all of these things. And... I'm not isolating myself to just talk to you. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's like, why do we need to use technology that's cutting ourselves off from the world so we can immerse ourselves in something else and then lose ourselves in that? There's nothing wrong with that for a short amount of time, but we shouldn't be removing ourselves and distancing ourselves from what is actually happening in life. That's my my standpoint.
1: And then I also think um, when I saw the guy, the, the, the guys from Cirque du Soleil, I was like, VR, a VR a version of Cirque du Soleil would actually be amazing. That is actually the thing that I would use the VR for, is to be totally immersed in the world of a of a circus show. Because, um, yeah, firstly, I love the circus, I love magic, and then I also just love Cirque du Soleil. So I think if they were to do VR Cirque du Soleil, I'd put my money on that. Um, and then with regard to Mesh, I do think... M- M- yeah mesh is amazing and it it's it's the thing of it's it's now for it's only for the big money and it, it says concepts for now but i think when it comes like let's say 10 20 years when it becomes a household thing it will become household it's going to be mm. mind-blowing
0: I mean, this is the future we were promised, you know, when we watched all of these futuristic shows of this is how you can engage with things. But it's, it's fascinating because on the, on the Microsoft page about this, they say, you know, Microsoft Mesh enables presence and shared experiences from anywhere on any device through mixed reality applications so they say things like you know you can connect with new depth and dimension engage with eye contact facial expressions and gestures i think that that's really cool but again you know it's like are you camera shy or not i don't like being in front of the camera despite how many times i've been in front of the camera i still feel awkward that's also why i love podcasts yeah um but i think (laughs) it does bring an interesting perspective to this this remote working this working from home kind of thing i think I was listening to a clubhouse chat last night where people were saying you know a lot of people a lot of people like this whole sort of work from home thing but a lot of other people are saying hey you know they kind of miss the office they miss that sort of camaraderie or that interaction with other people and i think that this while it doesn't fully address that i think this is a step towards sort of blending the two or meshing the two together I maybe mean, that's what they were going through with the name um yeah. but yeah i think so, it's i think it's really cool as you it said, works now, that, that, with hollow too
1: oh that's great we, we also when are we getting the lenses that's the other thing i know they exist in the world but when is the world getting it because it still feels like while it's great technology that exists are we getting it and when do you know what I mean?
0: I mean... Well, this is what they say. It's like, it works with Mesh and the HoloLens 2. It works with VR headsets. So there's some finally some vindication for you and your VR... I still don't agree with it, but whatever. Um, mobile phones, tablets, or PCs using any mesh-enabled app, and I think that's interesting because obviously, uh, Apple and iPhone have been pushing um, the lidar scanner, which they've included now with iPhone 12 Pro series, or so Pro and Pro Max, and then the iPad Pro, uh, the latest generation, so both 11 inch and the 12.9 inch. Both have lidar scanners. I think that would work well with this. I'm not sure about um, things like the depth It's uh, um, what do they call it on like Samsung phones? I can't think of what the name of it is. But I mean, like, I think that could come in handy for this.
1: But, but I mean, in terms of like this type of technology, still seems like um, the one science class gets it. Only one pay, and then there's the there's that rich guy in your class that whose uncle has one. And then it's stuff you see at the science uh, the science center. it's it's not like it's not here yet. do you know what I mean like
0: okay yeah. I am gonna say something that I hopefully is not going to get me in trouble. All I will say is I think it's gonna be a lot more ubiquitous than you think because I know of a massive company a massive company who's been working on this kind of technology for a couple of years for stuff that they do which is gonna make people's lives. I wouldn't say easier, but makes certain aspects of their lives easier. And I think it's going to infiltrate homes in ways that no one's expecting a lot faster. That's all I can say about that. Because I signed non-disclosure agreements.
1: Oh, shit. Um, That's legit. If there's an yeah, NDA signed, then it's, it's safe. Like
0: No, 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 no. There wasn't a NDA signed. There was seven. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. So, I think it's a cool idea. I have seen... Practical applications that take it beyond this. And I'm not saying Microsoft was involved. It did not at all say Microsoft did anything with this. But I've seen similar technology, practical applications years ago and how it can be used. And I'm fascinated by it. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to go far beyond just, you know, talking to each other via holograms. Um, yeah, that that's, this is the future. This is the future that I want and I'm, I'm excited. Okay, now you're really
1: um, excited for this. Now I'll throw the VR away for this.
0: Oh, thank goodness, finally. Um, Before we we end this, before we wrap this up, Apple, we have to talk about Apple. And I do not know why this is being seen as groundbreaking, because even I'm excited. And I'm more of an Android user than I am an iPhone or Apple user. But anyway, um, Apple is now going to let you transfer your iCloud photos to Google. Finally. That's a
1: big... in any any between these two companies, because these two companies are the companies of the world, right? Like they hold yeah. everybody. So the fact that this this is possible, yeah, it's gonna be the game changer
0: yeah and this this news just broke before we started recording that's why it's like yeah things are changing very quickly so you can actually go to apple support website where you can find more information but essentially they've launched a new service it automates the process so you just need to log into your icloud account obviously on apple um and then there's going to be an option that says Transfer a copy of your data. Then you, there's a tick box. You choose that beside, you know, next to your photos and your videos. And then you'll be able to log into your Google account to be able to move it over. It doesn't happen immediately. And your Apple ID needs to make sure that it uses two-factor authentication, which I always use anyway. And obviously, you need to have enough storage in your Google Photos account. Because if you only have, like, say, 5 gigs and you've got 60 gigs of photos, no, it's not, no, just, uh uh-uh. No, but But, it's also the thing of,
1: do they go both ways? Can you, if you have, like your photos in in the iCloud, can you bring it over to Google Photos or is it only just the one way that they're moving for now?
0: I'm not sure, but. Google Photos does work on Apple devices whereas you can't get iCloud on anything other than an Apple device so I think this was more necessary than Google having to port over because at least if you were using Google Photos you can still get that app on your Apple device and you can still access your stuff but if you went from say iPhone to Android and you didn't back all your photos up to Google Drive or Google Photos or you know uh, OneDrive from Microsoft or whatever sorry like that's it it's just it's too bad for you. You know, um, you'd have to like try and manually log into the website and see if you like it's yeah Just save it on best when it comes to sharing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Apple doesn't like to share. Um Apple does say that, that this will take three to seven days to complete the transfer and it's gonna use that time to authenticate your request as well as to complete it. So again, they're focused on security as they always are. But at least, you know, they're showing that they're willing to slowly very slowly open the walled garden which I think we all appreciate
1: I'll give them points for that it, it is a it is a step in the in the right direction where companies shouldn't be exclusive I feel like the, like I'm um, like security is should is important but I feel like you must the, the ability to move across platforms is is a thing and I, I hope now with um, America um, changing presidents that Huawei and Android also does those things because I feel like Huawei has great phones and great software, but I do think they might need um, access to Google and iPhone to get better at what they're doing.
0: So it's funny you say that, because as soon as we're done here, I've actually got to go jump into a meeting with (laughs) Huawei. Um, So hopefully next time we chat about these things and the next time people listen to the podcast i might have more information about what's going on with harmony os what's happening with p50 series is there going to be a p50 series is it coming to south africa um i'm literally going to jump off this and jump onto that now um and then hopefully get all the information but I, I agree with you i think they need the chipsets back and i think they need google mobile services in order to compete the way they used to compete but we're going to leave it there mm-hmm. uh Seen any parting words before we say goodbye to the people?
1: Um split that's all
0: it's a word about okay plotting. that's just a bad joke okay that's, really that's just throwing me for a loop um yeah it's a good thing i'm not a banana but anyway um wow that was bad <laughs> Uh, next week it's going to be an interesting week because I will hopefully have the details for you about what's happening with Huawei and there will be lots of other things breaking in the news I'm sure with tech and I've got another podcast the tech reframed one where we have way more in-depth serious (laughs) discussions about big things that matter and there's a podcast episode coming up with Visa where Visa actually kind of spilled the deets on when we can expect Apple Pay in the country and a few other things so stay tuned for that. But seen let's wrap this up. We're out. Thank you so much for listening. You know where to find us. Subscribe. It's the Weekly Tech Wrap Up. That's literally the name of the show. Um, we're on almost all the platforms. So Spotify, um, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. We will be on Apple Podcasts soon. It just takes a little bit longer to get approval there. But we're, we're going to be there. So hunt us down. Make sure to subscribe. Tune in every week. Send us questions. Find us on, on social media. Tweet us. Uh, Don't super follow us unless you really want to.
1: Uh, I
0: will chat to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Weekly Tech Wrap-Up. Be sure to subscribe and catch us every Friday as we bring you our take on the biggest tech headlines of the week. For more in-depth discussions about the technology that drives our daily lives, check out the Tech Reframe podcast, where I chat to executives and industry insiders who help unpack today's biggest tech trends and discuss how technology is impacting our lives.